Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. you guys ever had cactus cooler no is that a real thing it is it is it is i i i wikipedia says so therefore it has to be true (laughs) well if it's on the internet it must be true absolutely no really i thought i thought just made something up so they wouldn't have to pay some kind of product placement nonsense nope apparently it's a it's or get actually no it's product placement so they got paid yeah it's apparently it's it's a take on uh on the uh, the Flintstones, the cactus cooler from the Flintstones, and uh, it is a real thing. It's it's owned, I guess, by a subsidiary of Pepsi or no, uh, Dr Pepper at this point. Now, can I tell you that when she pulled out the soda can before the explanation, I was sure it was going to be the Mexican soda from the Hulk that we've seen. Oh yeah, the once. green stuff. Yeah. See, now that would have been awesome if it was. That would have been very cool. Nice little, nice little touch would have been, would have been there. But hey, whatever. They're still kind of pretending that Hulk movie didn't happen. I, no, no, no. That's the one that's okay to to, to acknowledge. It's the one before it that we forget it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can buy that. <laughs> sure. But I like the Hulk movie. No, so it's, do I. It's the bottom. It's, it's the bottom of my list. But I like sure. it. Sure. No, absolutely. I mean. Every every top ten list has to have a number ten. That's <laughs> yeah. But there's more than ten movies now. <laughs> well, then there you go. <laughs> but this isn't the uh, cactus cooler or soda hour. This is it's all connected. Episode fifty two, and this is Russ and Ken and John. Yes, episode fifty two, and we are a podcast dedicated to Marvel Studios. We're going to spoil the hell. Out of Agents of Shield tonight, and that's what we do. I promised Ken you weren't here. I promised that I would tell everybody what we do every show because every podcast is somebody's first podcast. That's right, it absolutely is. I think Stan the Man said something similar about whatever he does. I think that was about Coke and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been a long hiatus. Um, it has. Major Carter's been a uh, nice diversion. I'm not going to rehash anything you may have talked about last week, but I have been anticipating this night, well, last night, I should say, and uh, was not disappointed. Very pleased. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of the the feeling across the board. And I, I think before we even get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too much, I mean, we had kind of a big news... Uh, dump yeah. in between weeks here unexpectedly yeah yeah i mean it even goes back to i mean 
I'm sure Russ has it laid out exactly how he wants to cover everything. But we got some, like, Daredevil posters right after we recorded. Yeah. You know, and then this trailer came out of nowhere. And uh, there's probably some Spider-Man stuff in between. I'll just let you take it, Russ. Yeah, so the the Daredevil motion poster was kind of cool. Uh, we got to see him with bloody knuckles fixing his tie, which I, I think the more that people see that this Daredevil thing is going to be, I hate to use the term grim and gritty because it's it's so at this point so overused, but uh, a darker tone, I'll, I'll put it that way, that people get more and more excited for Daredevil uh, because I think that was one of the things they were concerned with is just with Disney being a license holder and just some of the the you know the the turn away from gritty from darkness which I, I don't think is a bad thing i mean i think especially for the movies i i think having that open to a wider audience i think you know parents being able to take their kids you know of a certain age is a good thing uh you know having having them hooked early and getting in and being able to see that thing is good but i think having something that you know maybe not for the young kids that the older kids uh can can appreciate is a good thing too so you know again every every time we see something it just kind of reminds us that this this show is going to be a little bit darker in tone i think was it Stephen denight said it's going to be like pg-16 i think is what he is is the way he refers to it as yeah yeah something to that effect it has to be that way i mean um you can't do i don't think you can do dark and gritty without making it you know, a higher level than what's gone on on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in terms of, you know, violence and content and stuff. Um, and I don't know. This episode was pretty yeah. pretty up there. Yeah, yeah I think I, I would say intensity-wise it was up there. And There were a few kills in this no, episode I, that didn't end up being kills, <laughs> which was kind well, of interesting. But then there are a couple kills that were no-question kills. Right. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're absolutely right. I definitely see the difference. I mean, that's one episode and you know one or two scenes, and we're talking about the tone of the entire, you know, thirteen episode run over is going to be is going to be significantly different than what we've seen with Agents of Shield. Yeah. So at this point, we're five weeks away. We're uh, almost two months, a little, just a hair under two months away from Age of Ultron. So it's it's just crazy how much content we're about to get in a very short period of time. Well, we've been talking about that since. Uh, the beginning of the season yeah. of what was going to happen this spring and it's it's paying off it's here it's almost here um a little bit of spidey new oh first i want to start with um with what i thought was a huge huge deal uh and i'm curious what that means for marvel studios and for disney uh the russo brothers got a first look deal with sony uh which i thought was interesting given what they did with um with captain america the winter soldier how well received that is uh, and everything they're doing with them, there being talks of them. Obviously, they're directing Captain America: Civil War. There's been talks about them directing uh, Infinity War parts one and two, which still may come to pass. I mean, it is uh, you know nothing's been set in stone there. Joss hasn't said one way or another whether he's going to come back to do that or not. I think he's, I think he's leaned more away from it. I think I I think uh, I, I I don't see him continuing on, but but it'll be curious to see. Um, to see how that goes but uh so yeah it's a big first look deal for them at sony which basically means first look deal means any properties that the russo brothers have sony gets first right of refusal on those properties to produce uh and so that's for and that's for three years was it yeah three years yeah so they get to set up an office and have their production company on the sony lot and 
they get all kinds of um, you know cool perks cool. And, a, and a paycheck and all that kind of stuff just to uh, have Sony just to write yeah yeah and have Sony and thumbs up thumbs down whatever it is they want to do and that's not just like one project once or that's anything they come up with over the next three three years yeah. they get first right refusal now one gets picked up I mean that's that three years is one movie and you're done but still I, I was thinking about this and I'm wondering if this is going to be the kind of thing like you know was this part of the deal. And, like, they didn't announce it as part of the, the, the Spider-Man deal, but it's like, you know, yeah, you'll get that. We'll announce, we'll, we'll, we'll release uh, some things here down the road, a little bit here, a little bit there. But at the end of the day, th- this is what Sony gets out of this. Mm-hmm. No money was changed hands, but they get this deal. Or, or maybe, you know, Marvel gets it. Hey, let's reward, you know, some of our, our better creative teams, some, some of the guys, you know, by you know, hooking them up with a deal. Marvel yeah. originally offered one Russo brother and, <laughs> and Sony <laughs> held out for the both. For Russo the two brothers. Of <laughs> no, it, but really, I mean, they, cause, cause Marvel and Disney, you know, I'm assuming that doesn't have anything like, like the, the, the Marvel movies aren't part of that. No. So they, they want the Russo brothers to direct, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Ant-Man three, you know, the, that's 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 okay. It's it's any original stuff they come up with is what Sony gets gets their first shot at. Right. right? And we've been hearing little rumors, which this will kind of bleed us into our, our Spider-Man, a little bit of Spider-Man talk. Uh, but we've been hearing little rumors that maybe Marvel slash Disney is going to have a little more control over the Spider-Man franchise than was originally let on. Oh, I which, never doubted that, right. no matter what they said. Yeah, I mean, that we, and that, that was my point, is we, amongst ourselves, at least on this show, have pretty much... Uh, you know, said the same thing, but you know, publicly they've they've said another. So, like John said, I wonder if this is part of that part of that deal. It's like you know, okay, we're gonna exert a little heavier hand over Spider-Man, but in return, we won't tie the Russos up to if they want to explore this deal with you as a first look thing after right. how well Captain America: Civil War did and or will do more than likely, and how well um, the the first uh, uh, Winter Soldier did. Soldier has done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see it being like kind of like a blessing, you know, sure. like maybe if, you know, the Russos made all this money with Marvel. So maybe they wouldn't go ahead and jump in with Sony on another project out of like, a I don't know, a respect or, a, you know, business unset agreement type thing. And now Marvel's basically just saying, listen, if you guys have, you know, you can do this with Sony and it'll be cool with us. You know, something along those lines, sure. like sure. unofficial unsaid rules not being broken things like that yeah i think there's a lot of uh wink wink nod nod uh, yeah. a lot of uh handshaking going on and not a lot of you know pen to pen to paper stuff going on with this deal which is fine i mean i think i think that it's to the benefit of of everyone hopefully you think they get a ps4 in like every room probably damn at least one <laughs> <laughs> Um, so some Spider-Man stuff. This is all I will I will preface this with. This is highly speculative and could be 100% bullcrap. Um, but they're saying no origin for Spider-Man in in his movie, his solo or or in his first Marvel appearance, which will probably be Civil War. Uh, I think everybody is breathing a sigh of relief to that. Um, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of talk of Iron Man appearing in. Uh, in the in Spider-Man solo film, now they didn't say Tony that, yeah. Tony Stark. They said Iron Man. They didn't say Robert Downey Jr. either. Um, right. Now it could be you know they could have a CGI Iron Man and just have you know Downey do some voiceover in his head in a you know 
in a booth where they could film it and superimpose the the UI over it. Um, but allegedly, the story is that uh, Spider-Man would try out for the Avengers, and basically his initiation is to fight Iron Man and to see how he does. Um, which I think I think that's a great idea. Sure, I mean I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but again, we're so far out from that at this point. Who you know who knows whether that's completely true or complete bullcrap. Um, I, I would like to add that uh, I just this in these past couple of days watched Amazing Spider-Man two. Oh yeah, so yeah. Not not a fan. <laughs> no. So uh, they had they moments. made the right move. It had it had moments yes. moments that were amazing, spectacular even. Honestly, superior possibly, but as a whole, no. No, it, honestly, Emma Stone kept me from just shutting it off. Yeah. She was, and I can't. I guess I have to give some of that credit to Andrew Garfield because. Part of it is their interaction that was so yeah. great, oh, but yeah. she's just she's fantastic. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they they handled that scene beautifully. It almost saved the movie for me. It at least made it tolerable, but the as a whole, it, I just couldn't. It just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Speaking of spectacular, uh, the word is that that's what the first movie is going to be called, the Spectacular Spider-Man. Which sure, why not? Run through the adjectives. Yeah, well, we did Spider-Man. We got amazing. Well, sure. time for Spectacular. Um, there's there's a couple reports. One of them was that Dylan O'Brien was going to be up for the role. He was kind of a, a lead, I guess. Um, but now they're saying, well, he's 23 years old. He's too old. They want to go young. Um, there's been talk of Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games playing it. He's kind of got a baby face. Ooh, not sure. Yeah. yeah that's, I, that's, that's, that's... But then I've heard rumors that really Maybe. they want to go unknown. Um, and keep better, and yeah. keep it young. And there's been some, you know, back and forth. I've I've read some things on the internet where people are, you know, well, why do you got to keep in high school? And you know, I think I, they haven't done that yet. Well, they have. I guess sort they, of. that's how they started both movies with high school. I look at it, it this way, and I think I've I've said this before, but you don't want a 40 year old man running around in a Spider Man costume, on or in or out of the costume. It just doesn't. It it just doesn't play well. And so if you find somebody in their late 20s, I think they're looking to play the long game for once. They don't want to find somebody that's just going to do three movies. They want to sign somebody to probably a six to nine picture deal between the two studios. You want to find somebody young enough that is going to be believable in that role 10 years down the road or 12 years down the road and not, you know, look like an old man, you know, playing a kid. Uh, so that that's where I come from. And I don't, I don't see it as the Disneyfication of Spider-Man by any stretch. I, I think, I think it's just, no. I think it's just to keep a young face on the character. Yeah, and I think I think that's that's a good call. I'm looking forward to to seeing it, just to seeing it with Marvel's influence, you know, greater influence. And and do you guys think that these Spider-Man movies are sort of like inserted between what we know is coming in Phase Three, or are they connected but separate? I, I that's where I'm gonna go. Connected but separate. Yeah. Yeah, I think there'll be I think there'll be much less nods to the greater MCU. Maybe not so much. Maybe in the first one there'll be bigger connections. Obviously, if Iron Man shows up, but I think moving forward, I think I I think unless he appears directly in those movies, I think it's it's his solo movies are going to be less connected than some than than the Marvel Studios proper stuff. Right. Until we get Wolverine. It would be interesting to see what they do with Civil War, especially 
what we know of, of that storyline, um, if if they do, if he re- if he reveals himself, you know, yeah. in, in Civil War, and how that would play in a future movie, because I'm going to guess they're not going to have Mephisto in there. Probably not. No, and I don't right. think so. you want to insert Doctor Strange. Not yet. Oh, brainwashing no. everybody to forget it. So. Um, no, not yet. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting, interesting call. Um, yeah. No. Either way, it's too too far out to even right, at this right. point. Now, I mean, Captain America: Civil War starts filming in a month, so you know whether or not. Now, granted, they could do quite a bit of filming before they would need to, you know, possibly even have Spider-Man in there, um, especially if it's all going to be CGI anyway. You know, you know they may not need any Peter Parker stuff at all, or very little of it. Um, so that casting could come later on, but I would expect before before the middle. Of, I would expect before even May or June that we'll get some sort of casting announcement. Um, but that's just a guess. Uh, the yep. last bit on Sony Spider Man I want to talk about is Avi Arad is out, um, and apparently not in a <laughs> slow clap, uh, not in a pleasant way. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of people piling on about Avi Arad and him being out. I, I I give the guy a lot of credit in the early days. I mean, he was responsible oh, yeah. for bringing forward Blade, for bringing forward X-Men. He, you know, the original Raimi Spider-Man movies. I mean, he was listed yep. technically as an executive producer on uh, on Iron Man and I think Incredible Hulk. And, I think so. Yeah, and, and I think even Iron Man 2. I mean... He, and and I give him the credit for the MCU. Without without him, they may not have gotten the funding to to do this quote unquote indie project that they wanted to do. Um, you know because of the, because of him. But once they got it and and Kevin Feige got in and was able to run the show, it's Kevin Feige's deal. At this sure. Point. It, but, it's, um, it's funny though because I think 15 years ago, if we were saying that Avi Arad was going to be a pariah. I think people would have looked at you like you were crazy. Um, it just it just makes me think like in ten or fifteen years, are people going to be looking back and going, "Man, I'm I'm so glad that Kevin Feige's gone. That guy, holy stop. crap!" Stop! No, stop it. <laughs> just stop. That's just silly. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, today's hero is is tomorrow's bum. So, um, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself to be the villain. Uh, something like that. Who yeah, said so, that? Two Face. Harvey Dent. Yeah. 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 Um, That's a different podcast. That is a different (laughs) podcast. Uh, So it's funny. When we recorded last week, uh, there was Robert Downey Jr. had a a teaser that he was going to make an announcement actually tomorrow. Yeah, and you guys were way off. Yeah. Well, and and it turns out he made the announcement three days later. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't actually a good thing. Um, So he's partnered up with... I'm assuming Marvel, Disney, um, and, a, and a website called Omaze. And they, they kind of – I first heard of them when um, when Aaron Paul did a, did a thing for Omaze for the Breaking Bad finale where you got to show up in the Winnebago and they had this whole um, screening and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was all for charity. And uh, so Robert Downey Jr. has teamed up with Omaze. So it's omaze.com slash rdj. Uh, if you uh, submit ten dollars to to the charity, your enter you have an entry to um, have RDJ awesome you up, um, and it's a really cool. He's got a little video. If you go to omaze.com/slash 
RDJ. Uh, it's a really cool little video uh, that he's put together of all the cool stuff that you can do. You basically hang out with him, show up to the premiere of Age of Ultron, do a bunch of other cool stuff um, for him. And, it, and it's all um, to benefit uh, a charity, which I will... Yes, Julia's House, which is a children's hospice charity uh, in England. So it's, uh, it's for um, kids that are um, dealing with... Um, terminal illnesses um and and don't have have much time left um and and i guess this place just kind of makes their life uh as as great as it possibly can be with what little time unfortunately they have left so um it's it's something that i guess he was uh wanting to be involved with so a really great cause um and a really cool thing and i think it's just another example of um you know these these guys that are playing these superheroes on the screen doing some really cool things in real life. I mean, we've seen it recently with Chris Pratt and Chris Evans. Um, and I, I just think um, they're helping to kind of change the the view that sometimes people have of celebrities and stuff. And I, I think it's I think it's a really good thing. Especially in these types of roles, you know, they're they're they've taken on these superhero characters and, and that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. You know, it's a little different if uh, Jason Statham is always playing a killer of some kind. You know, you're not as much of a role model. But in these Disney superhero movies, you know, they've they've uh, they've taken on more responsibility, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, the last bit of news, I, I know we're running a little long on news, but there's just a lot to talk about, um, was some some information from comicbook.com on the Daredevil show. Um a few bullet points that I guess we can talk about is apparently Matt Murdock lives on the top floor of an eight story building. Uh, that'll make it easy for him to come and go sure. <laughs> to jump off. Yeah, sure. There's, there's gotta be at least one scene where he jumps off the building. I mean, it's not daredevil. He's not jumping off the building. It's not safety devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> safety devil was the worst comic book ever. It was, <laughs> it was canceled after three issues. <laughs> Nothing happened. Uh, he took the stairs. <laughs> Slowly. And wore a helmet. <laughs> um, Rodario, Rosario Dawson's Claire Temple, the night nurse, works at Metro General Hospital. That's uh, pretty generic. Usually at night. Sure. Uh, the series is aiming for a somewhat realistic tone akin to The Wire or even Arrow, which I, I thought those two comparisons were a little interesting. Um, I don't know that I would compare those two items uh, in any capacity. No. Um, apparently Matt's abilities are incredible, but still very much grounded in reality. I think based on the trailer, we kind of saw, we got a little bit of hint of that. Um, Atlas Investments is a company near Nelson and Murdoch Law Office, and obviously that's an Easter egg to the pre-Marvel Atlas comic days. Um, but apparently... Um, there's been talk of that Fisk is going to be wearing some sort of Kevlar suit, uh, which that'll again that'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you the the few photos we've seen recently of D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, have really made me turn the corner a little bit. I, I wasn't completely sold at first but there's been a couple shots that they've shown him and i was like wow he's really it's it's really turning me around um apparently they're going to try and make him a little more they're going to try and humanize him a little more 
um, that apparently the, the dynamic of the show is going to be that they both have good intentions for Hell's Kitchen. It's just the, the way they're going about it. I know there was a leaked photo, I guess, of some development plans of Hell's Kitchen. So it could be that that um, Fisk is involved in, uh, I hate to say a real estate uh, deal oh. because that uh, <laughs> that has a bad connotation. But Mr. Luke. <laughs> Um, but but somehow, you know, given that Hell's Kitchen of today is not the same as Hell's Kitchen of 30, 40 years ago, uh, it, it sounds like they're going to address that, which which I think is, is pretty cool. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, most and again, most of this is kind of speculation at this point, but it, it's out there. So I thought we'd uh, we'd at least chat about it. Sure. Hey, I got something that just I just came across that um, not so much news, just interesting. And if I lived anywhere close to these places. Um, I might consider it. A- some select AMC theaters are going to give you a chance to see all 10 Marvel movies before Age of Ultron. Wow. Like in one shot. Wow. April 29th to April 30th. Um, starting April 29th, 6 p.m., you have Iron Man. 8.25 p.m. is The Incredible Hulk. 10.35 p.m. is Iron Man 2. 1 a.m. is Thor. 3.10 a.m., Captain America, The First Avenger. 5.30 a.m., The Avengers. 8.48 a.m., Iron Man 3. 11.15 a.m., Thor The Dark World. 1.45 p.m., Captain America The Winter Soldier. 4.20 p.m., Guardians of the Galaxy. And finally, 7 p.m. on April 30th, Avengers Age of Ultron. There's no way. Like, I'm... Th- uh, there's no way I couldn't yeah. do it. I couldn't do it. it that's 24. Four plus hours of movies right there. Downtown Disney, uh, AMC, Downtown Disney Anaheim, Lincoln Square, New York City, Studio Twenty Eight, Olaf, Olaf. Not sure where, but yeah, four locations right now. Um, I can do that at my house for free, <laughs> and, I pr- and, and I very well may. Probably not quite in that uh, that stretch, but over the week or so before I may. And you could pause it to go pee. I could. And and these I, and will. It, with this movement of the re- leather recliners that these movie theaters have, I'd be out in the middle of the Hulk and wake up halfway through Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. No question. But then again, we're getting old. Yes. This is a young man's game. Getting. I just I just found yeah. I just found that interesting. I figured I'd shout it out there, so No, good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I imagine that's some. That's a very Austin thing. I'm surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like Alamo Draft House or something. Oh, do, yeah, do, do yeah. that. All right. Uh, so we haven't forgotten about the Age of Ultron trailer. We're gonna save that to the end. Uh, some of the stuff that we want to talk about may be considered a little spoilery. I know people, um, even though you've seen the trailer, some of the stuff we may be getting a little uh, down and nerdy into might you know spoil some stuff for folks. So. Uh, we'll save it to the end in case you don't want to really hear us rip into it too much. So, T- time out. Did you just make up down and nerdy? Yes. Get that. Yeah, that's a weird, buy that URL right now. <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird Al. Weird Al had that one first. Oh, damn that's it, white. And, that's white and nerdy. White and nerdy. I'm sorry. You're right. Never mind. You're good. <laughs> buy that URL. That's a that's a good name for something. <laughs> down and nerdy. Dot com. <laughs> Get it now before this airs and somebody else takes I'm it. Editing it out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So aftershocks. Hold on a second. I'm going to GoDaddy right now. <laughs> and, it, and if it's there, we're taking Lock this it all up. out. And if it's Lock not, it then it's going to be very funny. Down <laughs> and nerdy. Fascinating podcasting while Johnny M looks for down and nerdy. Search domain. Okay, you guys continue. I just got to give my uh, PayPal account. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So aftershocks. So what what have they become? Uh, apparently, uh, their DNA is all scrambled. Yep, we've got uh, Daisy Johnson Quake and um, a new character for Sega's next Sonic the Hedgehog game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Almost like a penance. Well, Penance, his, his deal was these spikes were on the right. inside of his armor sure. sticking him, and that gave his power. Right. Now, this is obviously, she's she's got the spikes, and she, you know, it was interesting when she described it. You know, I, my insides feel like gravel, so it's 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 affecting her everywhere. Um, she cuts herself when she moves, so these spikes are are everywhere, you know, everywhere. And, you know, I can't imagine the pain she's in, and, and obviously confused and frustrated and everything. Um and I like how they set us up. They set us up with uh, the flashback to Sky's mom helping a younger of the in- version of the Inhuman we saw at the end of the previous episode adjust to his powers, or you know, he just, he just went through the wait for it, uh, Terra Genesis. Yeah, not Terra Genesis like we've always pronounced it. Yeah, I've always pronounced it Terra Genesis. So that was. Yeah, because you think Terrigen Mist, so Terrigen Isis. Right. I've, no, never, I've always said Terrigenesis, but... Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's just the way my head said it. I don't think I've no, ever I've, said it I've, out loud, but when I read I've it, always, that's how I say it. I've always said Terrigenesis. Uh, ter- ter- now I can't, can't not say it, Terrigenesis. <laughs> yeah. Wait till they yeah, finally give us the official deal on Adelan, whether it's Attilan or Adelan. Yeah, maybe. Attilan the, um, rhymes with chillin'. <laughs> <laughs> I love the makeup go. work on uh, on Reyna. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the very love the details on her and how how she's been you know you know not that you want to use the word but mutated, you transformed. Yeah, and that's again something that we haven't really seen on the show. I mean, they've done a we've seen makeup effects, but it's more, um, you know, like we we saw with um, with Mike Peterson or uh, you know some of the where people have had you know damage like physical damage or physical deformities and stuff so this is this is interesting that they're going this way i mean for a show and a universe that has been pretty grounded it, it's interesting that we're starting to see the shift away from that um you know obviously with their direct reference i mean even uh fits you know says inhuman you know that's it's inhuman he he says it and i'm going to think that in this world they that's not what they call themselves and i think fitz and shield and they're coining that term as they as they discover more about sky and everything else that that's just a hunch i had as i'm watching this sure sure like oh there he said it i'm like oh no he's you know there's they're they're basically inventing that word right um who knows what they call themselves i mean they call them gifts um in uh in in uh, the end of uh Captain America talking about uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch calls those two miracles. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't know this for sure yet, but if they end up being being in humans themselves, and that's how they have their abilities. Yeah. Seems likely. Yeah. And it's interesting with Reyna how when, you know, 
she was talking about how she's, you know, feels like gravel in her insides. She's cutting herself. You know, she can't, you know, she's just totally, um, out of, out of sorts. I mean, to the point where she was ready to just let herself be mowed over by, by a moving car on the highway. Yep. Oh yeah. But they, but they set us up, as I was saying, they set us up early on yeah. that despite all the preparation that these individuals have had, that yes, you will change, you will be transformed. Um, once it happens, it's unpredictable. They don't know what their abilities are going to be, and they're still going to be scared. Like we saw young Gordon, um, very scared versus um, the mature Gordon. I think it was named Gordon, right? That was um, full in control of his powers and ready to usher, bring Raina into the fold and help her understand her, her transformation. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that, that beginning promo, we or the, the cold open, I guess we should say, we saw was was pretty cool because i mean we got to see you know they even said that you know location undisclosed um and we see that sky's mother uh Zha yang uh, you know we, we finally find out that her you know one of her main purposes was to help prepare these youngsters to you know th- that basically they the end point was them to go through terragenesis but her job was to get them ready as ready as they possibly could be even though like you said that ultimately you know, you're going to be unprepared to a certain extent, but having somebody there not only to prepare you, but then once the transformation happens to to be able to, to guide them through it. Um, and they, they made a point of saying at a young age that, you know, that yes. the teragenesis needs to happen at a young age. Um, and given that Reyna is, I, you know, I probably would say what, like early 30s, late 20s? Late late 20s, yeah. easily. I'd say she's at least five years, if not more, older than Sky. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, so that being that she's older, uh, she hasn't had any kind of preparation, and and just thrust into this radical change to her physiology and her. She she had she had a degree in that. It sounds like her grandmother had prepared her, had said she would change, said she would, uh, you know, be transformed, receive her gifts, things like that, and. Certainly not to the degree that um, uh, Gordon or others would have had. Um, in fact, I, I got to wonder if I'm actually speculating is uh, Sky's mother actually Raina's grandmother, so Sky would be I, her aunt. I was thinking the same thing. So I'm thinking that. But, you know, again, once when she was killed, um, that might have been the beginning of the end of when she was separated, when she was. You know, it, it would kind of explain the connection between uh, uh, Cal and and Reyna. That's you know, he's basically her uncle. Yeah. Um. You know, but she lost that connection. She wasn't prepared, and she also wasn't able to complete her transformation at a timely manner because she probably got separated from the larger group. Any number of reasons. Yeah. Why it wouldn't have happened. Um. She was probably meant to grow up with. You know, again, if going down that road, if they were some kind of relation, would have gone through it with Sky. But Sky was separated when she was just a baby. Yeah. You know, she was probably you know if, if it gets five years older, then she you know she's probably five, six, seven years old. You know, old enough to start to be old enough to remember what she was told, but not old enough to understand at the time. And so all she has are these vague memories of what she's been told and what it meant to be for something to happen. One of the things I noticed too early when they showed, I guess they they credit him as his name is Reader, the guy with no eyes that uh, that teleports. Um, yeah. But it had almost like a quicksilver kind of effect, the way that, like we saw at the end of uh, 
yeah, and the Winter Soldier, just the way the way he was moving. Um, and I thought Nightcrawler immediately. Not sure, that, sure. You know, maybe, the, maybe yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, definitely the teleportation effect. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely reminded me of Nightcrawler from X Two. Yep, my first thought was Quicksilver because it had the same similar effect to what we saw at the end of Captain America. Yeah, just trapped uh, in the then, box, moving really quick. You know. Yeah, then the more he did it, the more he, I think, yeah, I was right there with teleporting as well. Um, but didn't know how it was going to fully fully manifest itself. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think it was Gordon is what um, Sky's mother called him mm. when she approached him. And, again, uh, we saw at the beginning, he used that word, you know, you know, called him beautiful, saying, like, this isn't something to fear, something to be embraced. And we got that reflected at the end when he brought Raina back and called her beautiful. Yeah. Something she's always, I mean, she's always been very vain, and she even use that same word describing sky how she emerged beautiful as ever um you know with this hint of jealousy not this hint this this clearly jealous jealousy uh in her that sky got what was hers like no you got what was yours as well um now she'll find out what what really is what happened to her and what it means and also how to live with it Right, and even when she meets up with sky's father later on and they have that altercation he even says something about her you know, being all about flowers, and now she's, you know, thorns. So right, and and I think this is an original character. We we've been looking for like a comic analog. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I think they made this one up to go along with you know the girl in the flower dress and sure. to go with Daisy and thorns, and it all kind of ties in nicely. Yeah, definitely the opposite of Sky, you know, the opposite of Daisy, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Do. I'm going to ask you this question. So the more I was watching this episode, I've kind of had this feeling for a while. Do you guys think that maybe Trip being dead is a bit of a red herring and that somehow maybe he might be an inhuman as well? And at no. some point that where they where they're, where, they're, where they're keeping whatever rubble they have, that one of the closing tags is going to be him pulling himself together and, and popping out. No, I got closure out of this episode between the scene with his mom um, and the little, you know, call it a wake that they had from at the very end. Um, I think that closed the book on Trip. I I see where Russ is coming from. I, it it yeah, wouldn't totally surprise me. They kind of went. See, here's the thing. Just like Ken said, they kind of went above and beyond to close it, and we really didn't know Trip that well. Like, yeah. Yeah. when they were all talking about the funny things he would say, I found myself wishing that we got to see them rather than hearing them talk about it that yeah. way. So, no, I heard him say, come on, girl, yeah. more than once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just felt like, I, yeah. don't, I, I don't know. I felt like they were almost sorry that they killed him off and there was like they wanted to do something a little extra special for him. I, hey, I don't quick. know. I guess I'm undecided. At, uh, at his mom's house, that picture of the commandos, Yeah. no Captain America, but you see who was in the shot? It was all of them. Bucky. Oh, I did Bucky, not notice Bucky. that. Buck, Bucky was in the foreground, kind of in front of uh, of uh, um, Dugan. Dugan, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, that's a second view. I caught. I caught Bucky in there, but uh, no, no Cap though. Hmm. I thought I saw, it. but it, that that. Well, no, it would have been after Cap because Bucky died first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was just. I don't know. There's just something about it. They make a point of like picking up all his pieces and putting it in a bin. 
and that was that was, I think that was for that was for Jenna Gemma. That was to get her where she needed to be, so she could be so you know anti um, whatever this they're 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 going to consider this being this this contagion. She went out of her way to say how we need to eradicate this and destroy it and kill Reyna, you know. And when she was having her breakdown, she's like she they they took him out in pieces. He was shattered. Right. Yeah. That was that was to to develop her her meltdown and her. You know, we got now. She's got to get past that with um, with Scott. Well, in turn, and I agree with you, Ken. That's what led to Fitz sneaking her out of the containment, the, the, the quarantine. Yeah. Because yeah. the way you know Simmons was so strongly against this whole thing, he was afraid like what was going to happen to Sky now if yep. they if they kept her in there. Yeah, and 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 when I first saw it, I thought to myself, like, you know, I hope they don't drag this out because I. Then I realized they haven't drug anything out. Everything's been moving so quickly, and looking at the previews for next week, I think they're going to probably resolve this pretty quickly. Yeah. Or at least get to a place where we can work with it. But that was a concern. Like I don't want to spend a lot of time on um, not trusting Sky or, or, you know, let's get past the contagion. Let's get past the illness. Let's get past that this is a bad thing. Let's start looking at it. What it is? It's a gift and something she needs to learn to control and help her control it and with you know and, and and use her abilities let's i want to get there i have a th- i think we will because we've been saying all season long how how quickly we've been moving um through these plot points yeah did it seem like fitz regressed a bit from how they left him before the hiatus no. yes and no yes and no i think yes it did because he was questioning himself but that's because he was trying to understand sky's readings and we he said as much at the end um you know, he thought he thought he was regressing because it's like, no, it did. I, I built this this monitor wrong because there's no way it could have registered 300 beats per minute. And then he realized, no, I'm not crazy. I did it. I did do it right. There's something wrong with you. Um, so so it, it, just the opposite. I think he, yes, was questioning and we were meant to question if he's regressing. In fact, he's either stabilizing or if he's not getting better. Um and he's realized no, it, it, I wasn't wrong with Sky. Sky was Sky was wrong or different. Right, but he, he's still getting caught on a lot of words. He seems to be oh, remembering yeah. them himself now instead of having to have somebody finish yes. a sentence for him. Yeah, it seems yeah. like his motor yeah. skills are getting better too. You know that he, uh, you know, uh, Mac got got him that electronics kit or whatever, and he seemed to be a little bit more adept at um, at at working his hands than mm-hmm. you know because the one hand was problematic for him for a while mm-hmm. and it's, it seems like he's getting better um yeah i'm still anticipating him to get into the machine before this is over so do we think now do we think the machine or do you think that maybe they might try and make him an inhuman and and him go through some kind of terogenesis or terogenesis? i don't think I, I don't think that no I, I don't i no i don't think that at all um yeah no because because you, you've got to have be very specific DNA try you know to be able to do that and uh, that doesn't seem likely. I, I I think the machine is a is a you know the memory machine is a better choice uh, mainly because it's specifically for dealing with the brain. Yeah. There's some kind of long play with it. Yep. You know yeah. it's just hanging around too too long. And that's the only thing that's still I mean they they it is still hanging around really everything else has been moving forward or changing where it's at. You know, even even the whole thing with uh, Bobby and Mac is starting to take a turn. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting that uh, she tried to convince um, 
Hunter that they were going through some sort of support group. And yeah. Did he buy that, you think? I, it almost seemed like he did. It did, didn't it? Yes, and I, I mean, at first I bought it, and I was just like, that's the lamest. There's no For a second I bought it, and then I was like, that's yeah. the lamest excuse. There's no way right. that that's what they're up to. Yeah. And there were a couple of cool misdirections like that uh, in this episode. We haven't even gotten to, like, the May uh, – the May and Coulson stuff and the and the van and the fake accent and all that was great. I'd tell you one thing I don't understand. If if Matt what is going on with Mac? Because if you were quote unquote undercover with Mockingbird trying to find this information or whatever they're doing with it, nobody else knowing why would he like bring that kind of attention to himself and like challenge Colson in front of everybody? Could still be after effects. So he could go back and apologize and regain his regain his trust even stronger. I I don't know. I I would think you'd be low key under the radar as much as possible. I I think just because we hadn't seen any clue of this prior to him being exposed to the obelisk or, or any of that stuff. I think it's just still after effects. I mean, just, just the, whatever it was that was making him under the mind control and being aggressive, uh, still just hasn't kind of wore itself off. Uh, now I, I think he felt a lot of rage. I think he never did understand what Colson was doing. He, he said a lot of those points, but at the end, I think he got himself into a stronger position of trust with Colson than he had before it happened um yeah yeah i think i think he's uh i think he's playing the long con to get whatever he's after and and that's what he that was just to play i i think it paid up exactly what he wanted i love one of the things that <clears throat> when they were down in the uh underneath the the inhuman base or whatever whatever that was where the obelisk uh, where they took the obelisk and everything with the 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 Terrigen mists uh they were using old school flashbulb cameras to take pictures of everything because they couldn't use electronic devices so i thought that was kind of a cool touch yeah that is cool i didn't notice that yeah because they were taking yeah, pictures and I was, yeah. at first i was like wait a minute they just said no electronic devices and then you look at the camera and they're you know it's got the old flashbulbs and they're actually you know for you know wind advance on the cameras and stuff um so we got to see the hydra council for as long as they were there yeah yeah, but they're still not the head. I mean, they still answer no. to, to Strucker, right? Right, and so that that was a big thing too. Is you know there was a lot of talk about von Strucker, which at this point uh, we've seen him uh, at the very end tag scene of Winter Soldier, um, and I'm and there's he he'll, one other reference before this. Yeah, yeah, and then he will be in Age of Ultron, but uh, you know he's they specifically say that um, you know Whitehall Whitehall for sure is dead. He's out. And that Von Strucker wanted Bakshi to kind of take his place as the leader of, uh, I guess Hydra in Hydra in America or Hydra in the West or whatever 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 designation right. it is. Um, but Fred Dreyer showing up was kind of funny. I didn't I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Who's that? Fred Dreyer. Yeah. Did you ever see the show Hunter? No. From the eighties. No. Played football. Negative. No. Wow. Neither one of you guys? No. Wow. 
there's a show in the 80s called Hunter, and he was like a private investigator, had a hot sidekick or something like that. He's on for a long time. He used to play pro football. He was that was ev- that was every show in the 80s. Well, that's true. That's true. I think he, he played did, for. Did it have did, did it have a pink helicopter? No, it was not Riptide. No, no, I didn't see it. It was not Riptide. Thank you very much. Didn't have a pink helicopter or a cool van with a red stripe. I didn't see it. <laughs> or or a, or a black car. Yeah, that talked. Or a British accent with a with a with a sidekick. Or David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Or both. Anyway. Um, moving on. Anyway. So, yeah, I, thought, I, I recognize him. But I thought it was interesting how they took out the council. I mean, I I didn't... I thought it was odd. Like, when it was going on, I was like, okay, they get hit by the truck. And then they get cornered. And then they take out the guards. And then when they... Bo- obviously, when they both got hit, I was like, okay, well, what... I go double cross. Um, but it was pr- it was a pretty cool play. I mean, it it was I, I like that it was it was kind of in that espionage that that real spy stuff. You know, where it's like cross double cross and yep. um, you know Hunter was able to kind of gain Bakshi's trust out of fear. You know, because uh, Hunter was going to turn on him, uh, and they were able to just basically increase the paranoia and and take out the, uh, the council. Now when. When May does the flip and then the slow motion shooting of the two guns. That was awesome. Okay, that was that's part of my question. Was your reaction that was awesome? Or was your reaction, oh my god, that was so cheesy, and then laughing when you realize it was all fake? Cause it was it, it was it was both, but it was it was like it's cavalry. Of course that's what she did. Yeah. You know, as soon as she said, "What does that mean?" It means I'm going to do this. I and, bought and that's the flip. What she said, right? Yeah, that was that was a great line. I I bought the flip, and then the firing of the two guns. There was something about how it went to slow mo that I almost started laughing. <laughs> and then when I realized that it was you know all like a ruse, and they it was, I thought it possibly was meant to look that way. So then afterward, you go, ah, they were just faking the whole thing. That's why it looked so cheesy. Right. But yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. I now, I, now you'll never catch us alive. That's that. You know yeah, exactly. Yes, thing that was part of it. it. Yeah, that was and, definitely. And, and, and of course, you got called out on that, which is you know. Beautiful. I I was literally laughing out loud. I was loling uh, when she was giving him a hard time about the whole "you'll never take us alive," and he's like, "I only had one day. If I let you do the dialogue, nobody would say anything." I just I, yeah, I, I thought that was really funny. But again, I mean, stuff. the the Lexus, you know, with the with the shootout with the side out uh, machine guns to take out the guys that were gonna about ready to storm. Uh, yeah, Hunter and Bobby. There's we haven't of... seen. I, have we seen a proper shield car this season? I mean, other than Lola, no. I don't not, think not so. Like that. Yeah. It's about time. So I, I just I don't know. I just thought that was really really cool. I mean, it just seemed like there was a lot going on in this episode. I mean, we get. All of the sky stuff, we get, you know, confirmation on the Terragenesis and the Inhumans. And, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, there's been hard evidence that that's what was going on. But to hear the words Terragenesis, you know, spoken by one of the characters, you know, to hear the words Inhuman, even though, you know, obviously it's not self-identified, like you were saying, Ken. But but to hear that and to see that and to know that this is an actual process and a thing that's going on. um, And then, like I said, all the stuff with sky specifically and... Um, you know the stuff with Mac and Bobby, and then the whole double cross and and everything related to Hydra with the cool table with the Hydra logo on it. Um, it just seemed like 
I remember it was like at the 30 minute mark and I, I looked at the clock because I was like, wow, this thing must be almost done. Um, and I looked up and it still had 30 minutes to go. And I was like, wow, they sure seems like they've crammed a lot in here in 30 minutes, which normally I'm like, wow, there's only five minutes left. And it seems like the show just started. Yeah, it was a, it was a good return. We got That's the for sure. return of the stash. Yes. Yeah. On the yeah. iPad. I was trying to figure out how to like, you know, have Talbot holding an iPad with Talbot on the iPad holding an iPad and just have like a million Talbots. Nice. Like a, one of those mirror type. Uh, yeah, I don't have those kind of computer Ta- skills. Talbot on, a ta- Talbot on a tablet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been priceless. Yes. <laughs> and um, I think one thing. You know, this is probably uh, not going to be a popular statement, but it it really kind of made me realize how much Agent Carter lacked for me. Yeah, yeah. Like, not that Agent Carter was bad again, but just not my thing. This was so much more intense and like. Yeah, right there with you. Yeah, I had. I was like, wow, I really like this show a lot more than Agent Carter. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think it's fair. Nice. I mean, I don't think yep. that's a. I don't think that's a. Yeah, unfair I'm not criticism. Labor it though, I agree. Any idea? Do, do we want to take guesses on uh, why they want the toolbox? I mean, are they just totally like Hydra and they want the toolbox for all of the secrets in it? No. Or before, it can't be that easy, that, right? Yeah, before – no, I don't think it would be that easy. I, you know, at the very least, we have a third faction out there. I don't know who they're working for. Um, I've been maintaining that they're working for Fury, but why would Fury need to get back to his own box, his own toolbox? Um I was just more mad at myself for not picking up that that car was going to be uh, a Trojan horse or something else. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I when, it first, when they first did it, I thought, oh, did he figure out how to make it fly? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it was going to scan the whole room looking for this thing. I'm wondering, I know there's been one of the theories thrown out there was that maybe they're trying to get this for Maria Hill, that maybe this is like a Stark thing. Um. <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I don't see them being bad. Like, I don't see no. them being evil. I think there's some angle they're working. I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. But I, I don't think they're going to, it's going to turn out that they're double agents or, or something crazy like that. I mean, he was pretty transparent. Mac was pretty transparent to me when he was asking for those plans. Like, he didn't just want those plans for the ventilation. Although, that does play into his meltdown, I think, too, because he was so worried about the contagion the virus whatever that it strengthened the resolve about the about the it, it made it made the the thing with the ventilation you know excuse more convincing but either way i knew that that wasn't why he needed them because he needed for some other reason to plan their you know the attack or whatever is going to happen to uh retrieve the bot the toolbox apparently radio shack is a hydra safe house yeah and and they're going you know, chapter 13, and meanwhile, Hydra's being dismantled from the inside out. Um, <laughs> it's all connected. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> um, and of course, I, I, I like Bobby's uh, bit with Hunter where he was speaking with the American accent. She said, you need to drop the accent. It makes you sound like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, he's like, you know, what do, what do you think it's like for me living here? <laughs> But a lot of a lot of good stuff. I mean, like I said, I just, uh, I, 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 I really, I really did enjoy this episode. I mean, I think if you're going to make a comeback from being on hiatus like that, I think this is the way to do it. Uh, yep. 
and uh, we got, I guess, 11 more episodes to go. It's, it's hard to believe that that, was, that episode was technically the halfway mark of the season. Um, yeah, no kidding. Uh, so I think, I think it's going to be an interesting ride to the end, and I, I think there's going to be some connections to Age of Ultron. I mean, they're, they're specifically talking about Von Strucker, so obviously he's going to have some sort of resolution in Age of Ultron, so, which, again, that'll have to tie back into the show to some degree. So uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I just, I really, I think last night may have been my favorite episode of the season so far. I mean, I just, I really, and maybe it was just because I've been, I've been anxious. I've been anxious for it to come back, but not overly anxious. Uh, and so I think for it to come back as strong as it did, I think it just kind of exceeded my expectations, and I was really happy with it. it with, with, without Agent Carter, yeah, we'd be overly anxious. But we had something to keep us busy for you know most of these three months. And uh, but no, they this was a great return, great way to kick it off. It was a, it was a mid season premiere done right. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm. I'm really looking forward to uh, Sky getting to officially be Quake. Yep. Um, and it looks like that's going to have to play itself out for a while, which totally makes sense. They're all all the inhuman struggle at first, as Reyna is, is showing us, and, and Sky certainly is too. Yeah, but, but she's uh, got, you know, she has no support. I mean, she's got a bunch of people who not only don't understand what she's going through, but fear it. So Reyna's got the edge in that sense because she's going to be surrounded by people who can help her through this and sky won't have that at least not yet i'm hoping that um after the next episode that they'll start to to work through that um you know not to spoil for those who maybe skip the previews i guess but uh well it would be a spoiler if i said anything more i guess we'll save it for the uh when we go into the spoiler section all right so i guess we're we're running a little bit long i i I want to do uh, a few quick Facebook comments, uh, and then we'll, I guess we'll talk about some spoiler stuff and talk about the trailer real quick. Cool. Um, so we got a little bit of feedback. Uh, I posted an episode thread up on Facebook for comments, and uh, so we got a little bit of feedback there. Um, so our, our uh, longtime listener to the network, Jason Ritter, was asking if uh, Sky slash Daisy was supposed to be Quake, and I think, I think at this point, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a given. Um, Steven says a great return episode I'm curious to find out what Mockingbird and Mac are up to are they reporting back to Fury Maria Hill Tony Stark I'm trying to stay optimistic and not associate them with any villains so yeah I think uh, I think we're we're in that boat as well a lot of a lot of the comments this week were kind of based around what Mac and and Mockingbird are up to um, Carlos Fuentes asked about that um, uh, Mary Kirk has a theory um, she thinks that Mac and Mockingbird are reporting back to Maria Hill uh, she says I think when the Avengers first run into the twins they are going to have the same reaction that we see our team having to Raina right now in other words what are these people meanwhile our team is actually collecting info about the Inhumans so Maria makes a call we get Coulson and May in a cameo in the Avengers and it gives the movie a legitimate reason to have an understanding and knowledge of an unknown without some crazy deus ex machina factored into the movie um, I like it. Yeah, I, I think there's been some rumor that that they may that the Agents of Shield folks may cameo or show up in Age of Ultron. I mean, they haven't made the official list, but I I know there was some talk of seeing some of them around the set when there was filming going on. Um, so who knows? It's the crazy end battle scene that we keep hearing about. Yeah, Spider Man, Agents of Shield, <laughs> Daisy Johnson, full on Quake. 
Right on with the gauntlets. Yeah. I'm in. Fitz and his monkey. <laughs> Monkeys make everything awesomer. <laughs> um, you know what I've, we forgot to mention, and it's nothing really, but Bobby takes off on the motorcycle. Yes. And that's a total comic book thing. Oh, sure. She's a motorcycle rider. Yep. Which is cool. Um, Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, So, Steven... Uh, was all uh, was excited when he heard the word inhuman you know that we actually heard it for the first time uh, so I think we share that that excitement as well um, Brian Arnold thinks it's fury that that's what Mockingbird and Mac are up to that uh, it has something to do with getting this information to fury for them to pass on to the Avengers in age of Ultron I really maybe the that. maybe fury's toolbox has been collecting information from the agents yeah. of shield yeah. yeah i really do want it to be fury yeah that'd be cool yeah get me my toolbox it's the one that says <laughs> right. uh. but yeah so g- good stuff um typically when the show's on on tuesday nights i tend to live tweet from the mcu underscore podcast twitter uh, so definitely follow that um, for for some engagement. We had some fun last Tuesday. Um, had had some some folks retweeting, and I, I like reading all the tweets, kind of coming in fast and furious, and seeing that um, Agents of Shield is trending usually while that's going on. So that's all good. That's all good stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah you so see keep that. You see that Chloe, uh, Chloe was uh, live tweeting and got a little too close to a plot point, and uh, Clark Gregg had to call her out. Like, no spoilers. Watch the spoilers, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's like, sorry, boss. <laughs> Russ, we have three new iTunes reviews that I'd like to do quickly. We do. We love the iTunes reviews. They've been coming in at a faster rate, which is awesome. We thank everybody for that. They help us get up front on iTunes, and, and we've definitely had some momentum come our way uh, because of that. You know, if Patreon is not your thing for helping out the show, an iTunes review would be awesome. Five stars from Wordy, W-E-R-T-Y, one of my favorite podcasts. Just started listening, quickly become one of my favorites. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Uh, Great show from BM742, five stars. Excellent companion to the show and a great resource for news and details. I love how the guys point out any tie-ins to the greater Marvel Universe. And this is great. This is a great iTunes handle. Uh, The On Fire Koala. (laughs) great in-depth discussion five stars i always come here to catch all the easter eggs i miss i really appreciate the way they dive in to the minutia keep it coming so uh thanks everybody for the itunes reviews and uh we'd love some more and we'd love to read more on the show that'd be great and i will make sure i am prepared next week and we will start the show off uh with the announcing the contest winner for the itunes reviews so if you're listening to this episode and was like oh shoot I forgot to get mine in. Um, you still have a little bit of time. Um, so when we record next week, probably it'll be Thursday, the um, probably the 12th. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, and then I will announce that right up front um, and be prepared next time. And I will throw in some comic digital copies too. I have Spider-Gwen and some Spider-Verse stuff and uh, we'll make it a little Marvel prize pack. Sounds like a plan. Remember, that's for the digital version of Guardians of the Galaxy, as well as um, 
a variant of the Agents of Shield number one comic, and then like like John mentioned, some some digital copies. So all good stuff. Um, go ahead and leave us some iTunes reviews, and we'll we'll get that stuff to you. So the elephant in the room, boys. That was a a real new trailer. Yes. Yeah. I was had afraid a it was going to be like three new seconds. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It was a nice, good. Another good take of Ultron. Lots of new footage from uh, different scenes, and uh, a, finally a a look. Not a good look, but a look at uh, a new character at the end. Yeah. Did any of I'm I'm kind of running it in the background, so uh, I'm seeing the beginning right now. Did any of you guys get a huge Doctor Doom vibe out of uh, Ultron yeah, yeah. sitting on the throne oh, yeah, when yeah. Uh, the twins come in from the twins? Are they twins or yes. they siblings? They are twins. Okay, they don't look anything alike. Um, anyway, yeah, I just got a Doctor Doom vibe, like you know, almost like if you guys are gonna do it wrong, we're gonna do it right with <laughs> with Ultron. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I, this one, I guess they're calling the plot trailer because we're actually, we actually got a lot of the plot. I mean, at this point, most of this yep. is known, but you know, for folks that don't follow it very closely, they're actually going to be able to see a trailer and be like, oh, okay, that's what this movie is about. Yep. Um, so you know, we again, we kind of got confirmation that Stark himself uh, was working on this Ultron program uh, to be able to create an Iron Man anywhere, um, and he kind of was, you know, let Banner in on it uh, and kind of made mention that it got out of control so that was kind of cool right. i saw that now they've been teasing well to a degree even with uh uh the first avengers movie a uh, romantic angle between uh widow and banner and it looks like are they going to go further with that but i've always questioned was it you know widow and banner or was it hulk and widow and you know this is a little bit more banner, but because I saw a connection when uh, right, remember right when he right before he changed on the on the helicarrier, you know they had that just that moment, and you know he's like run, yeah, and yeah, uh, you know, it, it just that's just something that's been sticking out there, and it looks like they're gonna they're gonna go down that road at this one. Maybe I don't know. Something tells me that maybe it's not what it appears, but but I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm just skeptical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a quick cut that I did. Uh, again, when I slowed down, I noticed a, a little bit more. There was a really quick cut of like Stark's um, dummy machines, if you, for lack of a better term, uh-huh. and they're actually assembling Ultron. Mm. Um, I don't know if you could catch it at full speed. I don't think I did. I just stopped, framed it, and it's that like broken um, Stark drone mask that they keep showing. And it's sort of putting together, cobbling together parts from, from whatever, which is which is really cool looking. I can't stop watching the whole the, I guess the hero scene where we see Widow and Hawkeye, uh, yeah, kind of kind of uh, uh, do a little drift move in this in this uh, Avengers SUV as they jump out of it, um, and then we you know we see the rest of you know. Thor doing his big hammer move and uh, Cap coming in the motorcycle and Iron Man, you know, flying and, and we get Hulk in the background. It's me- like mesmerizing. I don't know what it is. I just it's like this animated gif I can't take my eyes off of. <laughs> it, it seems like they're either like they're either like taking a little vacation together or they're like in a hidden safe house in the country or something. Yeah, that's what oh, I Oh yeah, that, that one scene out there, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of shots where, you know, the, yes, the definitely the Tony and and Steve shot out in sort of like 
the long grass, you know. That might be the Africa scenes we've been hearing about. That's a very good point. That could be. There's also scenes, like, in a house, and it's definitely not, like, it's a farmhouse. It's not yeah, like yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah, yeah. Mansion or right, right. whatever. It's a... Uh... We get the scene, of course, where Quicksilver punches out Cap. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Scarlet Witch doing her little mojo on, on uh, Black Widow. There's been some illusion. One of the things that just in reading some of the reviews, interviews and stuff like that is it almost sounds like that Scarlet Witch is going to kind of do her thing on each one of them, which causes them to kind of have like a pers- illusion or yeah, like a personal moment. Or something, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. So I'm beginning to wonder if that's not where we're going to see Haley Atwell, that maybe oh yeah, like yeah, her thing sense. is – she gives Cap, like, okay, if you weren't frozen in ice and you got to have your perfect life, this is what it would have been. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, which is cool. I love the bit where Cap throws the shield. It sticks into Ultron. Ultron pulls it off of himself on the truck, throws it on the ground, and then Black Widow says, I'm always cleaning up after you boys. And she yep. scoops up the shield and, and gives it back to him. I, th- I think the highlight for me was... Uh when Thor basically calls out Ultron that all you got and then the whole army comes at them and Cap just you know it's not what he says which he said like you know you had to ask it's the look the look he gives Thor was perfect like he doesn't even raise his head just his eyes kind of cocked up at him just just it was beautiful yeah see Widow has a few new toys yeah 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 and we we still talked a lot about that we've seen uh, you know uh, it looks like some some kind of of energy condo attached to the the uniform definitely enhancing her stingers yeah um certainly she's been upgraded in terms of her equipment to keep her in yeah, line with the, the power level <laughs> hey the power level that the avengers uh, are expected to have yeah yeah i like hulk and the hulkbuster iron man fighting up the building up the building yeah <laughs> it makes no sense but yet it's awesome at the same time i've slowed it down like a thousand times today <laughs> And it's actually it actually does kind of make sense. The Iron Iron Man is flying upward, true, yeah. and the Hulk keeps like smashing him into the side of the building. So the momentum is still taking them up, right, but right. they're getting flipped around. And but it, it almost looks like Hulk is running up the building after. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. You know, Stark's flying. Yeah. Then we get a cool. So one of the things I noticed too, we get that top down scene of. Of all six of them, we don't see the Hulk in that scene, but it's, it's Scarlet Witch is definitely on the side of the Avengers at that point. She's firing off at the Ultrons as they kind of all close in. I guess we do get a little bit of the Hulk on, uh, on that scene. I'm sorry. Um, we don't see Quicksilver, or if we do, he's you know he's he's off off camera or whatever. Um, right. So uh, you know, like we assumed at some point, the two of those you know those two turn the turn the tide and you know fight on the side of good as opposed to teaming up with with Ultron very cool and then of course the uh, the vision shot yep at the very end to close us out and just you know I mean he's going to be the key to the to the resolution I believe or at least part of a key part of it I'm sure yeah but I which think, I think was true in his comic storyline as well because he was you know so it's it definitely fits in yeah I'm just curious to see how this is going to play out like on screen because he's kind of it's it it'll be interesting to see because he's kind of like humanoid but yet a robot but yet I don't know it's gonna be interesting. Right. Yep. I'm uh 
I think it was good that they gave us a little tease. I, I'm not one of those people where I feel like I have to see Ultron or uh, Vision in the trailer. I, I think it'll be neat if they keep as much of that under wraps as they can, because then when we actually see the movie, I, I'm, I'm hoping it'll just kind of blow you away. Uh, just don't go to Toys R Us, because you know the action figures will be on the shelf. True, true. Um, <clears throat> but I like that we, we just got a little bit of a glimpse of them, so cool. I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right, anything else on the trailer? No, just two minutes no, of awesome. awesome. Yep. Did you uh, so, did you want to throw yep. out the little tease before we wrap up on uh, Ace of Shield? Just about to. Yeah, it's uh, next week. We're gonna, I guess, uh, get a challenge from uh, another world on uh, on Sky's abilities. Uh, personal friend of Brad Milo is returning to the show. Jamie Alexander as Sif, coming down from Asgard and. If the if the preview is um, what I think it says, is she's she's after Sky. Um, it may be a misdirect. I mean, the way it's cut, but um, I'm hoping that it, by the time the episode's over, that Sif will actually help everybody understand, to a degree, a little bit, what's going on with Sky. And at least in that, it's not to be feared, but to be understood and to and to help her. Yeah, and I guess uh, the- I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's how we'll end it. Yeah, and I guess I, from what I understand, part of it is she's lost her memory. She's on Earth. She's not really sure what she's supposed to do. She she remembers she's from Asgard, but there's a lot of things she doesn't remember, and she's plain clothes. So we're not going to see Sif in her typical Asgardian getup. She lands. She lands like that. I thought, didn't she? I thought I saw her wearing her armor. Maybe she. I, mean, I only watched it once, so that could be. But I know for most of the episode, and I don't know if something happens after she lands that causes her to lose her memory, which would be that but from what i understand most of the episode she's uh plain clothes cool i'm looking forward to it of course it's yep yep shield of course i am anything else i'm good no yeah that's about it big uh big return yeah big week for news and uh on to the next absolutely so we might uh we might have a guest in the next week uh i don't want to I don't want to give too much away because it may it may happen it may not happen but uh, Jamie Alexander, close, close. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with any luck, we yeah we maybe we'll have uh, have somebody in a with give us another perspective on on all this good stuff next week. But until then, like we mentioned before, um, check out our Patreon campaign, Patreon.com/slash/It's All Connected. We uh, greatly appreciate everybody's support of the Patreon campaign so far. Um, like we mentioned before, it, it'll help us uh, do more and expand with the show. There's a lot of cool stuff that we want to do, um, and some of that takes a little bit of extra support. So anything you can contribute, even 25 cents an episode, would be fantastic. Um, and like I said, we appreciate everybody's support of the show. Uh, it will always be free. Uh, we will never charge for the, for the show, but um, it's just a way for you to kind of give us a little bit of a tip um, if you like what we're doing. Um, but other than that, head on over to hhwlod.com for all of the contact information for the show, our links to our Facebook page, our Twitter, uh, YouTube channel, uh, phone number, email, all that good stuff over at hhwlod.com. Uh, the uh, show article should be uh, right up there on the front page. Um, and until next time, you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night. Good night.